Well, hey, my friends, welcome to Learning to Lead podcast. I'm Paul Doherty, your host. And today I wanna to talk to you about learning to lead with a healthy heart. And really, what does it look like to lead with a healthy heart? I truly believe that the best leaders are not the leaders who can grow the organization super fast and super large and you know have all this crazy confidence and uh, risk-taking audacity, but I think the greatest leaders are the leaders that lead from a healthy heart, that lead not from a motivation to beat every person out there, but rather from a place of knowing who they are in Christ and knowing that they're not in a competition with everyone out in the world. Their competition is against who they were and who the enemy tries to get them to believe they are. And so my goal is not to beat my brother or beat my sister. My goal is to um, beat the devil and beat the lies of deception, of, of thinking that I'm in some sort of a race against other people. And so there's a lot of leaders out there leading from insecurity, leading from pride, leading from selfish ambition, leading from envy and jealousy and comparison, um, or leading with just a lot of toxicity in their heart. Uh, they've opened the door to addictions and habits that are just not healthy for them or the organization. And I've always seen the heart as kind of like a glass, um, a glass of water. And you know, if the water is pure, that's you know how I see a heart that's pure, that's healthy, um, then it's going to leak on everyone else in a pure way. But if that glass has any dirt in it, any darkness in it. Uh, it's gonna pour out that dirt, that toxicity on people around them. And we're constantly overflowing um, what we're carrying on the inside. So if the inside is toxic, it's gonna overflow toxicity in our workplace. We're gonna be triggered by everyone around us. They're gonna feel our anxiety. They're gonna feel our envy, our jealousy. They're gonna feel our you know, uh, problems that we're holding on to and we're not dealing with. However, if the heart is pure, if there's grace and forgiveness and peace, and authentic confidence, not confidence from a place of um, believing so much in your intellect and your talent and skill and self, you know, uh, admiration, but from a confidence that comes from, I, I know who I am in Christ and I know that I am redeemed, I'm forgiven and I have a purpose and a gift that God's given me and I use that from a place of authentic confidence, then that's gonna leak on people around us and they're gonna feel, man, I'm being led by a healthy leader. Um, and so I think the greatest gift we can give the people around us is a healthy heart. So the question is, how do I get my heart healthy and how do I know if my heart is unhealthy? And I wanna give you just some thoughts today. I've got my laptop, so I'm gonna be reading a little bit from some thoughts that I've written down. Um, John in the Bible, he was one of the disciples who followed Jesus. There was John the Baptist and there was John the Beloved. And uh, John the Beloved wrote the book of John um, and he also wrote, so the Gospel of John, and then he also wrote 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, and the book of Revelation. One of the verses he said that I think is so important, because I think he was a healthy leader, he oftentimes just reflected on the love of God for him and reflected on his love for others. And you could just feel, even in his writings, the health that he was writing from. In 3 John 1, verse 2, he said, Beloved, I pray in all respects that you would prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. So what he was saying was, as your soul prospers, your body is gonna prosper. As your soul prospers, your life is gonna prosper. As your soul, and let me make sure that you understand when I say prosper, I mean 
um, do well, like do good. The word prosperity means to to be well, to be good, to be more than average, to be succeeding, to be thriving, to be experiencing abundant life. And John said it has to happen on the inside before it happens on the outside. So we see leaders in the world that may drive a really nice car, wear really nice suits and clothes, uh, have a super nice house and have a big bank account, but they have a super poor soul. Which means that you can look prosperous on the outside, but that doesn't necessarily mean you are truly prospering on the inside. And Jesus said, what good is it to profit the whole world, but lose your soul? What good is it to gain the whole world? What good is it to grow a church to 30,000 people and yet internally, um, privately be suffering with so much anxiety and stress and envy and fear and comparison and depression and never can sleep at night and never can be happy with, with any success in your life, right? There are people like this, people who love God, people who preach the gospel, people who look on the outside like everything is fine. And the only reason I can say that is because I grew up in the church world. I grew up in a pastor's home with a dad who was very successful in ministry, the fastest growing church for almost 10 years right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Him and my mom, when they started the church, within six months, it grew to 2,000 people, then 3,000, four, five, six, seven. Uh, by the time I was six years old, our church was 10,000 people weekly in attendance. So I get, you know, that the world is hungry to grow things in their life. But again, you can grow things on the outside and yet still be like dying on the inside, suffering from never feeling happy with what you have, never feeling successful, even though other people are like, hey, you're succeeding. And what is that? That's an unhealthy heart. That's an unhealthy soul. The problem is in the world, we put so much focus on the external, right? In our current society, it's all about, you know, how good are your pictures on Instagram? How good are your captions and your posts? And how well thought out are your outfits and your, uh, you know, external expose? The resume, what have you done? What are you doing? And it's all judged by external focus. So it drives us to focus on the external and we get really good at public appearance, public perception, my public image, my Instagram feed, my stories, you know, I've got this, um, I've got the perfect image, and yet, internally, things are not okay. And so let's talk about like, when do we know when things are not okay? Um, when we are hiding things in our life, things are not okay. If there's anything in your life that you are hiding from God or from someone who's very close to you, that's not okay. A life of being hidden is exactly what God corrected Adam and Eve for in the garden. So in the beginning, God created man, created woman, Adam and Eve, to have fellowship and to have no shame, to have no hidden things in their life. And as soon as Adam and Eve sinned, what did they do? They hid. They sowed fig leaves and they hid behind trees from God. So if there's things in your life you are hiding from someone who loves you, um, hiding from God, hiding from a mentor, hiding because you're scared to be ashamed, you're scared to be found out, you're scared to expose an area in your life where you're struggling, um, where things are not okay, that's not healthy. And our world wants to make you think it's okay to hide things. It's, it's not. 
because things don't get better when they stay hidden. The only way things get better is when they're exposed. And I'm not saying you have to expose it on Instagram to the whole world, but expose it to someone you love. Expose it to someone who you trust. Expose it in a safe environment to say, hey, I'm dealing with some envy in my heart. I'm dealing with an addiction to lust. I'm dealing with hiding you know, some addictions of old habits.